Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'd like to thank you all for tuning in to the show. As always, I got my crew with me, Darnell and Tyler. I'm Trey, and we're coming your way with the 90th edition of the Don't Kill a Messengers podcast. First thing we're about to touch on for this week is we're about to recap UFC 217. Uh, it was a pretty good card. Uh, just a pretty good Saturday. Um, just in general, man, if you just throw in the football, uh, and just cap it off with this, uh, just a good amount of, uh, events that happened that Saturday. But, uh, about to touch on this first. Um, first fight that we're about to get into for UFC 217 was Thompson versus Masvidal. Um, just starting us, what were your thoughts on, uh, that fight? Uh, to start the show off. I mean, Stephen Thompson, uh, he's he's tough enough not to crack. I mean, outside of Woodley, nobody's been able to stick with his timing and do anything. And I think that was just because Woodley's that, that much of a superior athlete over everybody else in the division. Yeah. A solid fighter in uh, George Masvidal. But he just could not figure out. Uh, Stephen Thompson couldn't get in range, and he, he just got picked apart from the outside until fight, and until and there was just nothing he could do. He could never really press him, and image. So I mean, hats off to Wonder Boy. He he he's the best in the division, not named with Lee. Yeah. Um, you know, about to get right into that, but, uh, yeah, you know, just like what you said, man, Thompson went in there, he, uh, handled business, um, uh, like to see a finish, uh, of course, but, you know, he went up in there, uh, he did his thing and, uh, was able to pull off the W, uh, Masvidal was not able to, to crack, uh, his code, uh, to get, uh, through that, uh, this type of style, uh, that Thompson has in there to get in there and handle business to get the W, so, um, he pulled it off, but after the fight, you know, Thompson was talking about, um, how he would like to, uh, have another shot at the championship again, uh, for part three, uh, for with Woodley. Um, just what were your thoughts on that? Uh, would you like to see that? I mean, it is, it would have to be, it's the last fight just has a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Yeah. He, he he's working on the pro. Probably like to see one more uh, top win for him before he gets another shot. Because I mean, he, he he did go for the belt twice and didn't win twice. I mean, one was a majority draw, but it's it's not a W. So yeah. it's it's not like it's a rubber match of of any sort. He would be going to try to even things up still. Uh, I, I don't think he's quite there yet. Yeah, I agree, man. Um... I like uh, Wonder Boy. I'm a huge fan of his. Um, but my whole kind of thing is, um, if you haven't won um, the first two matchups with some uh, somebody, uh, I guess a, a fighter, um, it's kind of hard for me to lean towards seeing uh, another rematch. Um, I do give him, uh, you know, he did get a draw um, in the first one, so I can understand that a little bit. But the second one was just awful. So. Um, it's, I'm just not leaning towards that at all right now. Um, you know, I appreciate both of the guys, you know, uh, Thompson and Woodley, uh, they're some of the best right now in the UFC. Uh, you know, so whenever they get into the octagon, you know, they could definitely just put on a great show, but just, 
um, the history right now between those two. Um, we'll just like to see Thompson get another fighter or two under his belt uh, before he gets in there and decides to fight Woodley. And uh, this is how we touched on it last week as well uh, with Woodley wanting to move up to middleweight. It looks like he will probably have to uh, wait a little bit um, for that to happen anyway. Um, if Woodley does uh, end up fighting, uh, if his next uh, opponent will be uh, the middleweight champion. So I um, know uh, Dana White said that um, it's going to be Whitaker. So I don't know if he uh, wants to wait a little bit to see uh, who will win out of GSP or Whitaker or what. And plus, he's still, I think he's still recovering from that injury. Uh, that he had in his last fight. So I think Thompson will have to wait a little bit anyway. So that, that'll be a good time, uh, opportunity for him to work on a skill and just get better, um, at what he does and everything like that. So that could, uh, actually end up helping him down the road. Yeah. Uh, up next, man, we're about to get right into it. A uh, huge upset. Um, I, I was shocked by this one, man. We're about to get right into JJ. Uh, versus Rose. Uh, Rose was able to get that win, man. Uh, just what were your thoughts on that one? Hey, I mean, she, she's stone cold. She, ate, uh, you, you saw, uh, going against who's, uh, that we've seen out of the women. And she went toe to toe and outstruck her. Yeah. And she got the nine, made her tap to, Amazing yeah. performance from, uh, Thug. Uh, and, I mean, she did the thing. Yeah, man, I was, you know, Rose went right up in there, man, and dug it on out, man. Uh, she just went in there and, uh, stood right with her toe to toe and ended up getting that knockout. I was a little bit surprised, uh, just leading up to this fight, uh, with, uh, just JJ's, uh, arrogance, uh, coming up into this fight, man, with what she was doing. Um, in a way in, uh, kissing her fists and then touching her, uh, tapping her on the lips and everything like that. And with the whole trash talk and everything, uh, just was very shocked by that. Um, I don't, you know, she's not really one of those fighters to really do that. Um, so it kind of caught me off guard. Um, I just want to know, man, if you think that was, uh, mentally, uh, she shouldn't have done that, man. She should have just stuck with just kind of just being her normal self, uh, leading up to this fight. Uh, you think that uh, played a role in it, in the, uh, loss? I mean, she might have a little bit. Honestly, I, I, I didn't think that was much different from JJ's normal. She, she's cocky. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, I, I don't know. She's not American, so it's a little differently, but yeah. I mean, if seen some of the, the Twitter feeds after it happened, Saying, well, you got what you deserve for, you know, being an a-hole for this whole time trying to go after, uh, especially some people, uh, a little more perturbed with her because she kind of went low blow talking about, uh, Rose's mental health, uh, because yeah. she has a history with that. So, uh, I think that kind of people as well. Yeah. I, I feel like JJ, I mean, she, she's uber confident and she feels like she can outstrike anybody. I mean, she, if, if you, uh, the, and that she coached, uh, uh, against Claudia Gadalia, she, she, <laughs> she dished out a lot of trash talk. So, well, yeah, true. Yeah, but true. Yeah, true. I'm, I'm not sure. 
shocked by that, but uh, but always those type of fighters that deep to the detractors when you when you lose uh, yeah. if you act like that and and then talk about what she's going to destroy Rose to end up tapping the strikes. That's yeah. ooh, that's that's sure. Yeah, especially when that's your prowess. You're the you're the, the one that outboxes everybody, and yeah. she got outstruck. And and honestly, the stand-up was cleaner from Rose too. Uh, seemed like her head movement was more crisp. She was landing cleaner shots. She she was beating her to the punch. Yeah. I don't think anybody expected that. Yeah, yeah, same here, man. I just was uh, not expecting that. Like I knew like JJ could have gotten uh, caught. Uh, but I thought just stand up, man. She was just gonna outstrike her and, you know, had a nice little footwork. Uh, that was just gonna be, uh, just her game, man. Came out in that first, man, uh, caught her and it's out. She's, uh, tapping on the, uh, mat. So yeah, it's just gonna be very interesting. You know, it's always interesting to see, uh, you know, those fighters when they get on that little streak and they're just dominating, run through people. And then they take that first L. Uh, just gonna see, it'd be interesting to see how she's just gonna bounce, uh, back from this. Uh, cause that could definitely, uh, get into her head a little bit down the road. Yeah, her, her spirit seemed to be like she, she didn't take it too, like she, she didn't take it like a Ronda Rousey taking her losses or anything like that. Yeah, she seems like she'll bounce back and be right back to it. But, uh, you know, it's, Taking that first big time L like that has to has to be rough. Yeah. Now, uh, you think uh, JJ should get a, an immediate uh, rematch just based on her dominance, or you think somebody else should uh, fight Rose uh, next? What do you think? No, because this wasn't like just some flash knockout where she just got caught uh, unexpectedly and and lost. Where uh, it would be worthwhile to give her that immediate rematch. She she got she got pieced up she got yeah. dominated in stand-up so I've, i'm not saying she has to go to the bottom of a card or anything but no, i think it's going to take one or two fights to show uh she's back where she should be mentally and physically to to go right back at it yeah i don't really see a problem with that at all yeah uh just a huge shock for me man i, I thought she was just going to handle business and rose went in there and did her thing uh, so did 99% of people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, up next, man, we're about to get right into, uh, TJ Dillashaw, uh, and versus Cody Garbrandt. Um, just thoughts on this, uh, fight, man. Um, TJ went in there and handled business. Yeah, this was the roller coaster fight of the night. Uh, it, it was going how we expected, uh, when we talked about it last week early. Uh, <laughs> the, it was a stand-up fight like expected, but uh, TJ got the nice knockdown at the end of the first, and I expected it to keep going like that. But I thought now he's probably I mean, Cody's head for the rest of the fight. Uh, Cody showed that championship medal. He uh, came back from KO, and like a, and he had TJ not knowing where he was, like clear. A great fight, uh, and great company. I mean, yeah, uh, from TJ for taking that, coming back and getting the win. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, you basically just said it, man. Yeah. Uh, 
just going up in the ring, uh, up in the octagon, going at it. Uh, you know, little, uh, you know, uh, trash talk and, you know, just, uh, taunting on, uh, the guys up in there, man, making the fight fun. But, um, you know, TJ was able to go up in there. He endured and, uh, went in there and knocked him out and got the belt. So, uh, yeah, just how do you think this is going to play out? You think, uh, this would be a rematch or you think, uh, Cruz or like, what, what are you thinking? Uh, what's, what's oh. next for that division? Well, TJ is already trying to call out, <laughs> uh, he, he's calling out Mighty Mouse. Like, he wants oh, to really? Okay. <laughs> oh. So, I'm maybe some negotiation there to see if they can, uh, oh, man. but, uh, that would be fun I mean, to watch, man. If, if yeah. Can make that happen. Yeah. So, I mean, I will watch that. I'll match it back and forth. They, they both got a knockdown. It's just, you know, out. So, yeah. I mean, that's fun to watch. But with this, this division, I mean, probably the only other outlier would be Dominic Cruz. But, yeah. You know, it, it, the, it's his heart still and, you know, try to, to go for uh, uh see if he can get his belt back. Yeah. So, um with those three, man, Cody, TJ, and uh, Cruz, um, you know, anything can happen between a uh, fight with those uh, three guys. So, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see. But, um, you know, you said TJ's uh, calling out Mighty Mouse, man. I really want to see that happen, if they could get that to happen. I um, think that will just be good for the UFC. Uh, but uh, Mighty Mouse, to fight a guy like uh, TJ, I think that will bring some more uh, fans to, uh, towards Mighty Mouse's way. Uh, because guys not getting promoted, anything like that, like he should. Uh, I think a fight like that uh, will help, uh, you know, just make some more people aware about him and uh, just get some more spotlight um, in the UFC, uh, which you definitely uh, deserve. So, yeah, just want to see that happen, man. That'll, that'll just be a fun fight to watch. All right, and to close it out, man, uh, for 217, uh, let you talk about your boy, uh, GSP going in there <laughs> and pulling it off against this thing, man. Don't sound so sad, Trey. Hey, it's, it's uh, all good, man. <laughs> I mean, I guess this was just not a good night for the instigator type fighters. True, yeah. You know, this being taking the L, Cody taking the L, JJ taking. Oh, uh, this one was, it was a good, good fight. Uh, we, we saw the fight differently when, uh, the day after. I mean, I, I felt like GSP was better in all aspects of this one. Uh, I thought his, his boxing was better. Hounds, Bisping was able to get it up, uh, from, from some of them. And he was active when he was held down. Um, uh, I feel like the, the two elbows that he landed that cut GSP open, people gave him a lot more credit for how much damage he was doing. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you go back and look at GSP's fights, he's gotten cut, up, cut up by a lot of people. Yeah. My dog, so still pulled it off. So. Yeah. I mean, it, no, no, I think he, he, he fought hard. He, he seemed to be in real good shape for this fight. CGSP, honestly, uh, after the, after the second, it looked like, it looked like he, he might have been going into 
tank. He seemed to be huffing a little bit. Hands were dropping. Uh, the greats, they, they, uh, that third round, they, they were left to drop this thing and he, he did the work. Uh, cementing himself as, as one of those, the greatest ever. And now in, in a group of, as I think it's four people that have held titles in two divisions in the UFC. Yeah, uh, him, good fight. DJ, uh, Connor and, uh, Couture. Randy Couture. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you're up there with those guys, man. It, you gotta be up there with the greatest, so. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock him at all, man. Uh, he went in there and handled business. Uh, fight was actually pretty entertaining, man. I thought he was gonna put up a boring ass fight. Um, but he didn't. It was, it was a good, uh, just entertaining fight to see. Uh, key reason why I'm not gonna knock him at all, man, is because it's tough for you to be out in four years and then get back, um, into the octagon and fight anybody. I don't care if it's Bisping, uh, DC, uh, Dominic Cruz, whoever. Uh, it takes some skill to go out there and pull out a win against, uh, going out there against a professional. So, uh, he went in there, uh, he was, uh, able to, uh, handle this thing, uh, standing up against Bisping. I thought Bisping might have been able to uh, get the advantage over them, uh, over GSP uh, in the stand-up department. I just thought with GSP being uh, out that long and uh, just Bisping uh, being the uh, champ, uh, you know, that's that's his bread and butter, just standing up as well. So I thought Bisping would have been able to uh, pull it off there standing up, but he got caught uh, by GSP and uh, GSP won. I just would have liked to see GSP... um, what I saw differently was just takedowns a little bit. Uh, he was able to take them down, which is good. Uh, GSP is a yeah, phenomenal wrestler in the ring. Uh, but yeah, I just would have liked to see a little bit, um, more with him, uh, controlling, uh, Bisping down there. I, I did, I, I think Bisping, uh, especially the part where he was getting ready to, uh, cut GSP up, I think, uh, Bisping, uh, looked a little bit better on the ground. Uh, but I, like I said, if, uh, just with him just getting back uh, in there from the four-year layoff, you know, it's something that, you know, he's not going to be looking perfect or anything like that just with that much time in there. So, give him the props, man. He went in there and won. Um, I just would like to also see uh, from him, you know, like it's, like you mentioned before, uh, during the second round, looked like he was getting a little gas. Um, so, hopefully he can get his conditioning up as well because – uh, he's gonna be fighting Robert Whitaker next, man. So that's a guy you wanna, you don't wanna have that, uh, be breathing hard with that chin down, uh, with that guy's power. If he land one on your chin, you could be, uh, a good night for you. So, like I said, not gonna knock the guy. Uh, he went in there, he did a phenomenal job. Um, you know, especially with that, um, layoff and everything like that. So, gotta give GSP his props. Now, for you, uh, he was able to pull off this win. Uh, do you think that solidified him as the uh, greatest in the UFC? Or are you still give it to Mighty Mouse or what? How are you feeling? Uh, I mean, it it definitely gives him another little crown for himself to help uh, help with it. But, I mean, I, I, I've mentioned it in all the rumor up until this fight was actually signed. And, uh, up the middleweight division that that was the perfect matchup for GSP where it would have been very difficult for him to lose this fight. You know, yeah, Bisping 
had a huge asterisk he, to his name. So yeah, had a little luck on the and, side. Yeah, yeah, and and people already consider him probably like the least deserving champion in the middleweight division. Yeah, uh, history. So uh, it, it was it was kind of uh, Mayweatherish. Uh, this fight for GSP one day he everybody knew if he got this fight he probably nine times out of ten he wins this fight just because he's probably superior to Bisping there's no huge disadvantage that he has in any spot he's better he's a better boxer he's more athletic he's faster uh, he's a better wrestler the only question was strength but it, he looked to be the stronger fighter even yeah so I mean, it, it you can't knock somebody for winning belts in two divisions. Yeah. Uh, if he if he's able to to convincingly, now I go back to kind of leaning towards GSP as as the go. Okay, I can respect that. Um, before we get to uh, Edgar, um. Just anything, uh, any final thoughts you got for UFC 217 or anything you got to say, Ty, or what? No, uh, I got nothing. All right. Well, I guess real fast, real fast. Uh, definitely shocked by the JJ loss. Didn't see it coming, mainly because she, she kind of, to this point, in her career, like in the blink of an eye and, in a breeze like she didn't have a ton of competition coming into this and then i i don't want to compare it to ronda rousey because i'm not same path that ronda rousey took to get to the point that she got to but it definitely felt like she got too super fast and then it you know fell just as fast as it got there so it's just interesting how the ufc works um you know someone can be the favorite but So I always say, man, those combat sports, all it takes is one punch, man, and uh, mm-hmm. anything can happen. Definitely. So saw that with Bisping. All it took was a nice, good punch from him to get the belt, uh, you know, and then with uh, Rose, uh, you know, she landed a couple of nice, good punches against JJ, but, uh, you know, she went in there and did her thing. So it's all it takes, man. You hit somebody on the button at the right time, you can be champion, so. Sure. Uh, you had anything else to add, Darnell? Um, but all right. Uh, we about to self. Huh? It's so it looks. All right. Uh, up next, we're about to get into uh, just to close it out for the UFC. Uh, we just found out work today that Frankie Edgar um is going to be out of UFC 218 uh due to a facial injury. Um, just what are your thoughts on that, man? That was a fight that I was amped up to see Edgar versus, uh, Holloway. So, uh, just thoughts on hearing that. Yeah. Really disappointed on, on that one. Uh, especially this was happening in our, our home state here. Uh, I was excited, uh, for this one. Uh, and I'm a big Edgar fan and I've always liked watching his fights. I thought this one would be a very fun fight to watch. So yeah, really disappointed, sad about this one. Of course, hope, uh, back healthy and they can run this fight, uh, 
get it set up to redo it. Uh, but yeah, re- real sad about this one. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the exact same way, man. Uh, I think these two are just going to put a hell of a show out for Detroit. Um, so this really sucks, uh, to see that there's probably going to be a delay, uh, to see this fight happening. Um, but who's, uh, is there any other fighter, um, you would like to see, uh, fight, uh, Holloway in Detroit? I know some people, uh, just looking, uh, to see just some people's thoughts. Uh, some people were saying Cub Swanson, uh, possibly, uh, to fight him for it. Uh, but just like, who are some other names, uh, you think it should be Cub or is there somebody else or what? Well, I mean, Cub's always game, uh, for it. I mean, I definitely wouldn't mind seeing that fight. That would be a, Decent little matchup there. Uh, I mean, nothing's really just jumping at me for this one. Uh, I mean, I, I just hope the matchmakers don't just throw them up against a, a can just to get somebody to set a step in there. I hope it's somebody that has has some kind of name behind them. So. I mean, hey, Dana, man, like call up old Conor McGregor. Uh, have him. That would definitely... Uh... Well, Conor wants co-promotion now. <laughs> <laughs> no. That would have to so, be a yes. quick one. But... Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if they can get Jose out to do it, I mean, I guess that would that would be a name there. Cub Swanson, Cardo Lamas. I, I'm good with any of those, or I mean, if if you can get Chad Mendez or something, but oh yeah, yeah Mendez would be uh, good too. Yeah, somebody with with a name in that division. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to match up with Frankie Edgar outside of uh, Jose Aldo. But yeah, I I just hope it's it's another decent name to add some value to this card. Yeah, I hope so too, man. Like that was the first person that went to my uh head was my man Jose. Um just he hasn't been fighting uh like he uh once was, man. He's not that beast uh that he once was in the octagon. So if if he would be down for it, um, you know, and he's actually, you know, the Jose Aldo that I actually love seeing fight, throwing them kicks, uh just causing flipping pain on guys, I'll be down for it. But if he's just about to go in there get his ass knocked out like the last couple of fights, he can stay right in Brazil. So it's, you know, it's tough right now, especially coming up uh, because it was, it's been a while since Detroit's uh, hosted a UFC uh, pay-per-view. So uh, you would like to pull out all the big names. Uh, but if they could get my man uh, Aldo, it would be fantastic, uh, especially be sweet for me because uh, Aldo and Overeem, uh, those two uh, headlining, uh, you know, UFC uh pay-per-view uh that would be fantastic to see but um you know it's getting close uh to the fight man so just had to see what type of stops uh dana white to pull off for this one all right uh up next now we're about to get right to some ncaa football uh guys just what are your thoughts about those uh new rankings yeah definitely you know, nothing too shocking, nothing, you know, I guess extremely new other than the fact uh, Ohio State fell out of the top six uh, with their loss to Iowa, blowout loss, 31 points, which was very unexpected there. Um, but, I mean, other than that, we're looking at the same top four, Georgia one, Bama two, Notre Dame three, Clemson four. 
Oklahoma stays at five. TCU jumps to six, which makes the Big 12 very interesting with them gaining a conference championship game this year. You know, you're kind of wondering how big of a factor is that going to play to getting one of those two teams in. Uh, but, you know, in, in terms of the rankings, nothing's too shocking. I think uh, we're seeing that good play is being rewarded. But also, you have to have the resume. Um, we see, you know, Wisconsin still sitting at eight at nine and zero. Uh, Miami's seven at eight and zero, uh, which means both those teams have four one-loss teams in front of them. Uh, just neither of those teams really have the resume to back up the record. Uh, so, I'm not shocked by anything in the rankings. Uh, Ohio State falling out is only natural after a loss like that. So uh, Big 12's sitting pretty good. SEC's sitting really good. Uh, you know, just other than that, it's it's just going to be how does it shake out? Yeah, uh, I agree with a lot of it. Nothing too shocking in here uh, as far as the top four goes. There was nothing to make them move anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, but. Uh, the Big Ten on the <clears throat> on the west side, at least, is is kind of or east side is eating itself basically mm-hmm. uh, with with uh, Penn State falling, Michigan State, Ohio State getting housed by Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes things. Uh, oh, yeah. Can't say they're totally out of it yet, because uh, probably as as long as uh, they do well against Michigan coming up. Uh, though they will win. Looks it's a little better now since Iowa's number twenty in the playoff rankings, and they'll have that Big Ten title game, whether it's against Ohio State or Mich- Michigan State. Uh, a little better because they'll give them some quality wins against some ranked opponents. Uh, I think it. I think it helps a little bit because State jumped up to twelve. Uh, as long as they keep taking care of business and stay somewhere up in there, uh, if they're to face teams, it's at least another good win on their resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still might need some help otherwise. I mean, you, you have Miami and Notre Dame coming up. Uh, uh, that that might help out some. Uh, there's going to be a Big 12 championship game, and then I guess hope for a blowout in the SEC title game. Uh, it's, it's looking a little bleak, but they still have an outside shot. But I think more and more my my, my crazy uh, assumption that we might get three conferences left out, uh, it, it's a little closer to being a possibility just after one week, mm-hmm. uh, especially with what happened with the Big Ten. So, I mean, if, if we get to that championship weekend and Alabama and Georgia have an instant classic. I can't see them all the way out. Yeah. You know, I guess just real quick, jumping back to Wisconsin, um, even, even with a quality big 10 championship game, wouldn't you just think it's a little, little too late for them? I mean, Let you're me pull up this schedule. Uh, let's see what they have the rest of the season. They basically have, they have Iowa this weekend, which will be a big test. But yeah. other than that, they play Michigan the following week, and then I think Minnesota 
and that's the end of the season. Yeah, so, and I mean, who, who does, so who does have, Michigan uh, have this week? Michigan, Michigan plays uh, Maryland, Wisconsin, Ohio State. So I think as long as they win, uh, depending on what happens at the bottom of the rankings, Michigan has a chance to jump up. Mm-hmm. If, if they, they can, can say they have a 25 win. Yeah, so it, it just kind of comes down to how things shake out. Like I, like I, I said, I, I do think Wisconsin will need some help. Oh, yeah. Uh, as they have any shot at getting in there. Uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to need uh, probably, probably Notre Dame to lose to Miami and then the Miami lost down the line and hopefully – like I said, uh, oh. they need to blow up for the SEC title game and something else crazy to happen in the Big Twelve, I'll, which are all possible. But yeah, and I'll and I'll I'll even say if you are in a conference, you need Notre Dame to lose. The biggest spoiler in all of this, yep, because uh, they they keep Prince out for sure. Keep well, it, it really. Based off of what we've seen, five power conferences, four spots. One gets left out. Notre Dame could mean get left out. Um, but I mean, Notre Dame would need to lose. Just looking at what's going on here, Clemmy, uh, that would be the, uh, ACC championship game. That game's going to play huge. Uh, as long as that's what we get. But, I mean, I'm just looking at Wisconsin going strength of schedule is very weak. Even if you beat, you know, go clean rest of the regulars, you're still looking at playing a two-loss team in the Big Ten Championship game. So it's not like you're beating a team to get in. They're beating a team to maybe get in. Like if, if or Michigan State were in, in the top four right now, they would be playing to get in. Mm. Uh, but just unfortunately, Notre Dame's throwing the monkey wrench in it all for everybody. I mean, if that were the case, we'd have Georgia and Alabama still in, but at least three conferences would be represented. Yeah. And, and we, we've seen it from the past, uh, rankings. It all, the week of the national, or the week of the conference championship games, there's at least two SEC teams playing for it, and then just one knocks the other out. Unless that is the case again, like you said, it as long as that game is a last second win, um, I have a hard time keeping both of them out. Yeah, it's, and I mean, I'm and I'm just looking at how how things are shaping sure. up because you have you have Oklahoma TCU this weekend. You have so one one of them are out. Yeah. So TCU one's out. So that's a de facto elimination game. So that should at least move Wisconsin up a spot. They're gonna have to root for Miami, Notre Dame to put them out, Mm -hmm. and then they will have to root for probably Clemson in that ACC title game, and 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 just to help a little more, hope. Either Oklahoma loses their uh, yeah. championship game, or hope for just a massacre between Georgia and Alabama. 
Like Alabama beats Georgia by thirty. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's just a it's just such a hard picture to try and paint when you have when you have no outline. All all we know, and and I've I've preached this endlessly to anybody I talk about the college football playoff. Like the only thing we know, conference conference champions get rewarded. No, uh, uh, no false conference champions. Uh, one lost teams get rewarded, two lost teams are out. And that's basically the only of what it takes to get in. Uh, uh, because last year Ohio State got in, not a conference champion. Uh, um, so it's, it's just such a hard picture to even imagine. I mean, Griffin, so technically four with conference games, a lot of uncertainty still to go. But it, it, you can just kind of writing on the wall for some of these teams, and like it, it's it's hard oh, yeah. to, it's hard to justify putting some of these teams in just based off of logic alone. Well, and I, I I don't know how you actually put logic behind it outside of just my eyes tell me. True, but I mean that's that's the point of this right now. It's supposedly supposed to be the four best teams, not yeah. the four most deserving. Is technically supposed to be the four best teams. No, and and you're right, but unfortunately, there has to be an explanation for it, so it does turn into deserving. Yeah, but I mean, simply put, if you put the deserving, it would probably be the four champions of the four best leagues every year. Yeah. If if it came down to it, I mean, I don't think anybody would say the Big Ten is not the number one or or two best conference in the country right now. So if Wisconsin was to go undefeated and beat Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State, whoever aside, they would be in. But yeah, because of how things are looking right now, like because of their schedule and this is iffy, I'm okay with every team that's ahead of them right now. Absolutely, me too. I mean, I'm not, I'm definitely not saying I think Wisconsin is now, but they, they are last year or, uh, or two years ago, two years ago is Iowa. Yeah, two Where, years they, ago. Yeah, they didn't play anybody the whole way through, lost it in the end. Yeah. So, it did play a good, a good game in the Big Ten Championship. No, you're a, a, absolutely right. I mean, it came down to the last drive. So, uh, it's, but like, I guess, you know, and we both know a lot's going to happen in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Forced to happen, really, with Notre Dame, Miami, Oklahoma, TCU. Well, yeah, you got four four top six teams playing each other. So yeah, and you even have uh, Georgia playing ten Auburn. Yep. Yeah, Auburn has they 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 have Georgia and Alabama in the next three weeks. So yeah, a lot's going to happen. All right, guys. Uh, just anything else to add for NCAA football? I, I want. I want it to get weird. <laughs> hey, it's not out of the question. This last week was weird. This week can possibly be even weirder. Yeah, a lot of ranked teams playing again this week. Yep, playing each other again this week. I should say. Yeah. All right, uh, up next, uh, we're about to touch on some basketball. Uh, first thing, we're just going to talk about a little NBA uh, before we get into some college basketball. 
Uh, but for NBA, um, just about we had a trade uh, happen this week uh, for, from the Phoenix Suns uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Eric Bledsoe, uh, he got Phoenix Suns traded Eric Bledsoe uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks for Greg Monroe in a first-round pick. Um, just what are you guys' thoughts on that trade? Well, real quick, though, to add to that, I'm, you know, you're hearing a lot. Sun's working on a buyout for Greg Monroe, and he'll probably end up elsewhere. But it's uh, just interesting with Monroe, man, because you know, just with him uh, playing in Detroit, man, he was putting up some pretty uh, good numbers, man, when he was here, and his career yeah, just be- started to go down. Before, after so. before Drummond got there, he was he was a double double. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, injuries have really slowed him down for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I think this is a good, good pickup for Milwaukee. Uh, um, and Akumpo's kind of running the point for them, but it just gives him another reliable order score alongside himself and Chris Middleton. Uh, once Jabari Parker gets back, they're just going to have some. Value. I think this trade, you know, puts them from, you know, possibly in that next range to potentially, you know, two to four, if it all pans out, you know, the way we think it's going to, because Bledsoe can score the ball too. Yeah. He's, he's a very unselfish player, but it, he gets his, gets his shots up. Um, you know, I th- I think think one from the NBA over the last couple of years is the fact that you know Kevin Durant and team chemistry skyrockets. You know, I'm kind of done thinking all oh, teams are going to have to figure out who gets theirs to, to sacrifice. It's like no, no one really has to sacrifice. It's just you know, are you going to and a really good opportunity for Milwaukee to take a leap of these. Yeah, I agree. This was a nice addition of a piece there. Uh, he, he goes a little bit against how this team is built since he's a more, I guess, average size point guard. They seem to be kind of tall at every position right now, but I, even in a small stature, he, I think he brings a certain extra level of toughness to the team. Uh, he's a good, good scorer. Uh, he's gritty. Uh, he's a good shooter. So, uh, it opens up their offense a little more, uh, and, you know, for them, it's to get out and run and, and go, and then just play the tough de- defense and fast break. I think he fits that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I agree with Ty. As long as he gels well with the team, it should jump them up into tough, maybe into that elite part of the, the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Uh, just another thing too, uh, you guys just, uh, basically touched on everything, but, but, uh, Eric Blesso, uh, he does play the point. Um, he is known for scoring, but, uh, his coach, uh, is one of the greatest point guards of all time, Jason Kidd, man. So he's known, uh, he can put up points too, but if Kidd, you know, he could help his game evolve a little bit more and him becoming a better passer, um, and everything for the team. Like you already got, uh, 
the freak, uh, mostly, you know, handling the point guard duties right now. But um, if he can score and then the teams can really, you know, look out for him passing the rock to getting guys involved and, you know, especially on the fast break and whatnot, um, you know, this could be a very special team uh, just down the road. So uh, just something else to add to that. Uh, but you guys basically just touched on everything. Um, and- yeah. Um- okay. Sure, uh, uh, JK will do what's necessary to try to mold him or, or at least just put him in the positions where he can do what's needed to contribute on this team. Uh, if, if he can help him running an offense and finding an open player, uh, but I mean, I, I, I don't think they're going to shift more much from, uh, letting the freak kind of be that point forward type and true. But, uh, I mean, if they can, if they can find another with that, hey, uh, it does nothing to help the team. Yeah. Uh, before we shift to the Cavs, man, I just got to say, man, uh, the Greek freak, uh, is making a very strong case. Uh, he's the best player in the NBA right now, man. That yeah. guy is. Just balling. Uh, it's been played to LeBron a couple of times uh, this year so far. Um, I think he's lost both of those um, matchups, but I just think head to head against LeBron, uh, he's been putting up better stats and everything. Like that guy is just balling so far this year. So it's just, just absolutely amazing how this guy's just been improving uh, year upon year and just uh, developing his game. So uh, that guy's just an absolute joy to watch. So. Just had to get that answer, so we were talking about the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, we're about to get right into the Cavs now. Um, just what do you guys think is up with the Cavs uh, right now? I don't think we all would have imagined uh, they would have been had a record uh, like this uh, so far into the season. Um, mm-hmm. Just what do you think is wrong with the uh, Cavs, and y'all think they have eventually turned it around? I haven't given up on them yet. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's weird. It kind of seems like only get up if they're playing a, a good team. Cause, I mean, if you look at their wins, they beat Boston, they beat Milwaukee twice, they beat Washington. But all the L's came to, well, and they beat Chicago, who's not a good team, but yeah. all the losses came to subpar teams, Orlando, Brooklyn, uh, New Orleans has good players, but they just haven't seemed to put it totally together yet. And the Knicks, who are surprisingly good this year. Yeah. Chris Stapps, that's another guy, man. He's, he's balling too. Yeah. yeah. Is. And then Atlanta. So it's, it's like, they, it seems like they're looking at their own schedule and going, oh man, these, this team doesn't have much, so we shouldn't have to try hard to win, <laughs> but, well, cause, I mean, the the fact still remains that this is not a very good defensive team. Uh, they don't play well and get started early. Struggle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you've had the news stories like Dwayne Wade uh, starting group a couple days ago saying all these slow starts are are killing us, and which is which is a true thing. The, the starters come out sluggish, especially against these their schedule and they're playing catch up the whole time. They seem to be focused and locked in when they're playing 
a, a major star on him or a a considered good team. Like I said, the Milwaukee's Washington they got up for that first game of the year against Kyrie and company. They they came locked in for that. They have to just kind of figure out that hey, uh, even though you may not respect the team in front of you, you still have to beat them to get the win. And uh, if if they don't realize that, it might be a little tough for them. That, that road uh, to getting back to, honestly, my feeling right now is to get destroyed by Golden State be a lot tougher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A part of me kind of wonders, like, is this team, like, this depend elite guard play? Um, yeah, LeBron can play point guard all he wants, and that's he can score 52, you know, Whatever, but they, they, they're missing a step without Kyrie Irving. No, I'm not saying that's the reason, but it, it is kind of interesting how, you know, you think you're going to get a cheap replacement in a Derrick Rose, um, starting loss. I, I won't be shocked when Isaiah Thomas gets back. This team finds a group. And rattles off, uh, you know. Just uh, I, I, I really think they need an offensively focused point guard. Who and and I don't even really know like pinpoint Kyrie Irving because it's like the guys you know really great handles can get to the rim, uh, can hit down the jumper, and like they just don't really have that right now. So it's like LeBron's kind of doing it all again and you know Kevin loves Kristen Thompson's doing all right but nobody's really it's like this team's you know becoming very apathetic I don't know if they're just kind of saying all right LeBron like go ahead or if the whole team is just kind of waiting for Isaiah Thomas to come back it's it, it just seems like they haven't started their season yet think for something to happen before they realize like we're almost at the all-star break, you know, and they're like three games below 500, but it's, it's definitely odd to see a LeBron James team have a slow, uh, especially with a roster as talented as this one. Uh, once I say Thomas comes back, I'm sure it'll help, but uh, I just don't know that there's a clear answer for these guys, but I'll side with Darnell and go with, they just need a night in night out focus. Time isn't there for them right now. Good points. Um, guys, anything else to add for the NBA before we go to college basketball? Absolutely. How are we not talking about the Pistons right now? <laughs> Eight and three. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're doing basketball. their thing so far, man. Uh, they actually, you know, they're playing like they got it together. Uh, Tobias Harris, uh, he's been balling, uh, so far, uh, this year. Drummond's making free throws. Uh, yeah. So. They're clicking, man. Hopefully they can kick it, uh, keep it up, uh, because, you know, they should yeah, have been doing sure. this a couple of years ago, uh, with the talent that oh, they yeah. have. So it's finally rolling, um, you know, but hopefully they can continue to be, uh, this consistent and, uh, can make a splash into the playoffs. So hopefully, yeah. uh, this fire sure. is going to keep burning. It won't sizzle yeah, out. For sure. And the interesting thing, of, well, to me, the interesting thing about it is they're, they're doing it without, Pick. I mean, a lot of three picks usually come in and start 
especially on struggling teams, but the trade for Avery Bradley has shown huge uh, being able to sign years like a, a what's his name? Oben Marjanovic. Yeah. Uh, I him and yeah, you know, just a bunch of role, role playing guys. Uh, it's proven to work, but you know, I'm kind of surprised Luke Kennard isn't seen a little bit more time. Uh, but you know, there's a method. You know, we're, we're not, it's that. Oh, you want you your know, boy Luke Kennard to see more playing time, man? Well, I was upset that we drafted him, but I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's, he's impressive in the G League right now. Um, I think he can be a pretty solid player. It's just, you know, I would have liked to have seen them go in a different direction. Yeah. Starting to hit, you know, the three ball pretty average where they were below average. Um, so I, I think if, some minutes can come in, just knock down a few threes. He'll be, he'll be just fine. All right. Uh, you got anything to add to that, Darna? Go, go Pistons. Not nah, the Pistons have been a pleasant surprise. I, I didn't think they had this in them. Right. We'll see if they keep it up. But so far, so good. Yeah, eight and three. Okay. Well, yeah. All right, guys, uh, now we're about to get right into, uh, some NCAA basketball. Uh, just what are your thoughts on the, uh, preseason rankings so far? You know, I don't have, have much of a problem with them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, my, my school is, uh, preseason number two. They're, they're a heavy favorite with, favorite with a lot of people trying to pick, uh, national champ. Champion. I hope that's not a jinx or anything. I hope they work to live up to this hype. But uh, you know, seeing the rankings come out, they make me excited for you know some basketball to be played. Uh, I get. I guess I'm. I'm more. I like college sports more. Just period. But so I've been fine watching NBA ball. But I'm ready for ounce to start and. And of oh, course, sure. of course, like day one, it, it starts crazy where you got, uh, Michigan, Duke and Kansas, Kentucky playing real early and things who are, who are the top four in the coaches poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, in the AP, uh, Arizona and Kentucky's at five. So, but yeah, uh, no, no, no huge surprises for me. I'm, People might want to rethink that uh, UCLA at uh, 21 and 18 uh, perspective rankings in the AP and coaches since their players might be stuck in China no, for a while. Uh, yeah, but, uh, we, we'll, we'll add. Yeah, we'll uh, talk about that right now, real quick. Uh, yeah, just, just what are your quick, thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, Leandro got bailed. Yeah, he did, he did get okay. bailed. Okay, about the other guys, but but I was gonna say. But good big brother is making millions currently in the NBA, so yeah, he'll pay him back. Yeah, it just I guess if you're asking about that situation, it's really weird seeing on so they're saying, you know, this one we just pay our athletes and all this and that. It's kind of like that's a sorry that like that's a sorry way to bring up that argument. Like uh, this dude stole. He broke the law, and you want to talk about paying him. 
I was gonna say it's it's moot in this oh, in this factor because his brother is a number one draft pick. Like not saying he's making LeBron money, but he just signed a multi million dollar contract contract. He didn't need to steal anything. The kid has a what was he he's one with a Ferrari, right? Yeah. But yeah, he has no need to steal anything. Like Yeah. Like I, I just yeah. hope, I hope too it just wasn't him uh just being, you know, because like you guys just said with the whole Ferrari and everything, uh just hope he wasn't just being, you know, at the wrong place with them hanging with the wrong people. Uh, you know, just him they were the ones still just him being associated with him, uh it got them in trouble or what. It got him in trouble or whatnot too. So mm-hmm. you know, just hopefully, yeah. you know, it just wasn't that case because, you know, especially his situation, um he already, you know, has a brother, uh, and it's just a whole family just got a big name for himself. Uh, they're getting a lot of buzz right now. So, uh, you know, I know it's his teammates and everything, but just hopefully it wasn't out there. You know, he's hanging out with them, them being stupid or whatever it may be, and it's kind of lingering on to him. So just throw that in there as well. Yeah, it was, it was definitely an odd story to see popping up everywhere. I mean, you, you kind of hear about crazy stuff like that happening to people, but um, definitely would have been weird if we had to start the college basketball season with balls over in China serving time. <laughs> yeah. It would have been a heck of a story, though. Yeah, yeah but uh, I'll dive back into the rankings. Uh, yeah, I'm with Arnold. Nothing's, nothing's shocking. Your perennial powers are up top. Um, uh, just one. I was going to ask you guys real quick. Um, what do you yeah. thought the uh, thoughts on Wichita State? Um, you know, with the whole number seven for the AP, number eight for the uh, coaches poll. Uh, y'all yeah. agree with that? Because yeah. I know I don't watch it like y'all, but um, you know that's kind of like one of the uh, kind of like sleeper teams in a way yeah. When it comes right. Yeah, over over the last ten years, Wichita has been one of the better mid major programs. Um, ranked, nothing too shocking to see them in the top 15. Okay. They always, they always get solid play. It's always that recruits because they don't get the names. They don't get your Marvin Bagley's. They don't get your Michael Porter Jr.'s. Um, they do it with a lot of, you know, blue collar guys. You know, that don't get the big time offers, uh, chips on the shoulder and a lot to prove. They play hard. They're coached well. They think they're ranked this high, you know, just based on success, which is totally fine. When, when you, when you play well, you get, uh, but, you know, I won't be shocked if, you know, come tournament time, we're, Seeing that I'm in the Sweet 16 early eight. Yeah, I'm not too shocked either. Uh, they've shocked. <laughs> yeah, they it, they've built themselves a respectable program. Uh, they they've they've made enough noise in in the tournament year after year to where crazy that they can pull some recruits these days. Uh, they're basically this generation's version. Of Gonzaga, mm-hmm. uh, Gonzaga is now is now considered a traditionally good team. Made it to that level now. 
Uh, Wichita is, is, is following that path. They're no longer Cinderella. They're, they're a team you kind of expect to make it to the tournament every, every year now. So not, not too crazy that if they got some kids that they got to develop and keep going that it in that top part of the ranking. It's every, every couple of years now. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. You know, what I guess with being not surprised with Wichita State, one team I kind of am surprised with, once again, it's tough to know how they recruit because they don't get big sitting at number 10. Uh, not traditionally a big basketball school. Um, in a blue moon, they'll get a really good roster. You know, I don't even think they made the tournament last year. So it's, it's a little interesting to see a team that, you know, didn't make the tournament. I, I can't remember if they did. I don't think they did. Um, yeah, I can't recall either. But, uh, what team you're talking about? You know, just Trojans. You oh, yeah, Trojans. You know, okay. just, it, it, I guess it's just the idea that, you know, a school that's not traditionally a basketball school, um, getting pre-ranked that high. Um, I think they'll be in to handle, you know, some of their, some of their early games. Uh, I mean, they'll play, uh, CMM squad. They'll play an SMU squad that's been fairly decent over the last few years, uh, early in the schedule. Uh, also Vanderbilt. So, I, I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that they're going to lose these games, but those will be some good tests for a squad you don't know a lot about. Yeah, we'll see how good they actually are early. Yeah, if, if they're worth the top 10 or not. Now, maybe they belong more towards the 20s, but just USC at 10 for basketball, that just kind of sticks out to you a little bit. Is Tim Floyd still coaching there? Okay, I'm getting Andy Enfield. Okay, so yeah, shows how I loop I am on USC. (laughs) 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 All right, guys, uh, just uh, talk about another team. I just ranked Uh, right now, they've been making uh, some news. prior to the rankings, but Louisville uh, with the whole FBI pro. Uh, just how do you think uh, that whole news um, and everything that's going on with them will affect their season? Uh, I think they're currently sitting at, what was it, 17 for the uh, coaches or AP? Yes, uh, 16 in both polls. Oh, actually. 16 in both polls. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, just uh, thoughts on them. Uh, what are your expectations uh, for them uh, for the season, uh, especially with everything that's uh, been going on with them? I think it's going to be a rough go for them. Uh, mm-hmm. Just with all that kind of stuff going on and other other schools' crowds are going to just be giving it to the school because of everything that's going on and they're going to have a new coach coming in trying to done with them because Rick Pitino's not there. Uh, you got to wonder if any kids want to get out of there so they're not associated with yeah. what's going on at the school. But uh, I mean, you never know totally, but I'm not expecting anything great out of them this year. Yeah, I mean, 
I still wouldn't go as far to say that the tournament is out of the question. Uh, they'll still have a lot of talent. Uh, they're usually a perennial to make the Sweet 16, at least. I don't know if they'll make it that far this year. But I would put a question. A lot of average teams get in the tournament. It's like a 68-team field or something like that. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they get in the tournament. But I do think they're going to have a really tough season. Uh, I mean, they're losing an arguable top, you know, what, top five coach in college basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you lose good coaching and a lot changes. Another area they're going to be hurting, it won't even be for this year. I'm talking for the next five, ten years. Like, they're going to, they're going to struggle to recruit. Uh, they're not going to be getting a lot of players. I mean, uh, uh, Romeo Langford out of uh, New Albany, Indiana. He was considering them. The probe went down. He was out. Uh, they're just not going to be getting recruits anymore. And that's going to be the toughest thing for Louisville. Players won't want to go there. One of the talent, they're going to struggle on the floor. And continue to struggle off the floor until it gets situated. <clears throat> All right, guys, uh, just to close it out, um, who are some players, uh, you're very excited to see, um, this year? You want to start with that one? Well, uh, uh talk about your boy, yeah, Bridges, I mean. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, of course, of course, yeah. of course, of course. Yeah. He, he's, you know, preseason everything. Uh, he, he's been rated basically. So, I mean, of course, he's, he's one of the players that's going to be on my radar anyway, outside of being a, a state grad and fan. Of course, I want to look to see how he does. Uh, you know, a player that I, I despise, but uh, I'm I'm gonna also be looking at Duke uh, to see how how uh, Grayson Allen is in his his last year to see if he can do enough to show that he'll be reasonable at the next level. How many trips and, you got him go. uh, performing <laughs> this year? <laughs> I think the over under is two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was about to go to the sports book and see, because I, I figured it probably would happen at that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, that, that does lead to what I was going to say, to see if there's been any maturity and growth with him, uh, to see if he's. And I think that's what the NBA, and I think that's what the NBA teams want to see. I think they know his talent. Yeah. I don't think to that's see if the he's, question. Yeah. Has he. Put that kind of little dumb stuff behind him, and uh, do we see a uh, version of of Grayson Allen? And have it, does that make him a better player, uh, player of the year type caliber player, which a lot of people think he is? And there, uh, other couple names that uh, I'm thinking of, uh, I'm that I'm looking for. Uh, but Michael Porter Jr. out of Missouri. Uh, you want to see how he looks this year. Colson at, at Notre Dame and Ethan yep. Happ 
at Wisconsin. Uh, those are kind of the, the names I'll be keeping an eye on to see how they do. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just going to kind of piggyback on a couple of bridges is bridges. Like you said, uh, he's going to be first team all everything. Uh, Mr. Everything, if that's a college award. Um, the only thing I fear for him is if he'll be healthy, if he'll stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, what did he have? An ankle last year? Mm-hmm. They kept him out like four or five games. Yeah. Yeah, and took a scary fall like a week ago in one of the exhibition games. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just don't want to see him being that guy that's missing a couple of games because of something nagging him. Like, it, I, I've okay. like the player or not, I don't care what school he's from. Miles Bridges, whoever is the quote unquote, you know, you know, villain of college basketball, Christian Leitner. Whoever, like, I just don't want to see good players get yeah. Like, let's just call that for what it is. So I really want to see Bridges stay healthy. I want to see him reach a potential this year. Um, I kind of felt like last year he left a little to be desired. Like he still had a great year and I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from what he did last year. I just, I just felt like back. What, what started popping in my head is I, a giant leap. Um, I mean, he still would have been a lottery pick. He probably would have been a top 10 pick him be like a conversation um, and I, I think he has all that potential in the world to, to do so but Ethan Happ um, I'm actually a big fan of Ethan Happ uh, the guy who shoots high field goal percentage is just smart high basketball IQ uh, I think he led Wisconsin in three offensive categories last year <laughs> so yeah. So we'll, we'll see if he can continue that. Two names you didn't mention. Marvin Bagley third for Duke. Um, a lot of hype surrounding him. I believe he was a top, well, top five recruit. Uh, yeah. The other one down in Texas, uh, Mobamba, seven footer, who's a freak athlete. Uh, I'm going to be curious to see how he transitions not only to the college game, but uh, grows physically. Uh, dude's a little thin. Most seven foot coming out of high school, but you know, I'd like to see him get physically dominant. I think he could be a nice piece for an NBA team going forward, uh, similar to a you know Mark Gasol, uh, Hassan Whiteside type uh, height. Uh, once again, he'll. I think Obama could be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, he's a he's a likable guy in interviews and things like that. When when guys are likable, watch them. So yeah, I feel like we touched on on a, on a lot of good names. Um, it'll also be interesting to see who rises up throughout the year. I would talk about or who becomes, you know, the mid making a team. You know, who's going to be the you know the next Jimmer Fredette or. Uh, Steph Curry or, you know, whatever, uh, who's going to be, you know, the, the Martin. It's, it, that's the fun thing about college basketball is to count and even more players. So, um, surface with the ones we know. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Uh, just one for me, man. Uh, just, uh, being Leangelo, I know he's going out uh, with the whole China and everything too, but, uh, yeah. um, his pops, uh, put a lot of hype 
um, on his kids, man. So I just want to follow him uh, just to see what he'll be able to do uh, for UCLA, uh, especially, you know, hopefully everything with this whole China situation uh, pans out for the uh, best for him. But I uh, just want to see, you know, how uh, all the hype and everything uh, for his kids and everything, just to see how they'll do and uh, see what type of splash he'll make um, in the NCAA. So just be in, interesting to check him out. Yeah, in, in LeVar's defense, he has already credentials that can be the NBA. Like, yeah. He's already publicly said that. So. Oh, really? Okay. It, 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 it's just. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, don't have too high hopes. Yeah. Like, he, okay. Far as, still as far as the, the star system, he's only a three star recruit. Oh, really? Okay. He, he should be an average, he should be an average college basketball player. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if he kind of is that three star recruit with like the four star potential. But I, he, he's not going to be a Miles Bridges. He won't even be Alonzo. Okay. All right. Yeah. Which is thing. But uh wanted to throw that back in this big thing train and they get all disappointed. All right. <laughs> but yeah. It's, it's cool. I'm, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw two. Like I need to show me Michigan Wolverines a little bit of love. My Cinderella ending they at last year, but uh, Mo Wagner will lead them. Uh, he'll probably go to the NBA. Now. He won't. I don't think he'll be competing for like national player of the year or anything. But just a solid player. But someone, I, I think, if you want to watch somebody, probably, you know, you can count on one hand the people that. But uh, Charles Matthews, he's a transfer from Kentucky. I think he'll be able to light it up for Michigan a little bit this year. I won't be shocked. If he leads the team scoring, um, get to the rim, can hit the jump shot. So, um, just if if you want someone a little off the radar to watch, I think Charles Matthews would be a solid hit there. Okay, right. I think he no, yeah, I think he put up twenty one in their exhibition game. Okay, and just a, as a team, Trey, you might want to watch your Grizzlies this year. They have another yeah. team that should be. All right, man. I'll be checking them out as well. Man, I know y'all gonna be. Uh, they're gonna be playing against you guys doing the annual thing. So, yeah, honestly, honestly though, mid mid major for the best basketball to watch. I'll admit that. All right, guys. Uh, anything else to add for? Uh, well, basically, uh, we yeah, we we'll just do NCAA uh, basketball before we get into the pickums. Yeah, watch more this year, Tran. Whatever you watched last year, watch more. All right. I got you then. <clears throat> All right, uh, we're about to get right into the pickums. Uh just give out the scores for NCAA. Uh Tyler, he's in I last suck. place, thirty five for sixty. You're right there, man. Uh Darnell's thirty six for sixty. And I'm first place thirty seven for sixty. Uh, for NFL. Now we really suck for this. God give Darnell props. Yeah. Y'all all really <laughs> suck for this. Don't, don't say we. I, I give Darnell's props. He's above 500 in first place and everything. Uh, he's 27 for 46 and me and Ty were 22 for 46. So we got to catch up on him, man. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we yeah, we'll get the NFL out the way with first, um, uh, for the week. Uh, 
first game we got, we have the Giants versus San Fran. The toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Will this be um, this San Fran's first win for the season? Uh, anybody? I'm going to say no. I'll take the Giants. I don't think C.J. Beathard's, Beathard's going to get a pro win this year. Well, with the Giants as well. I mean, I, I would, I would maybe think about it if if they were giving Jimmy G the start, but nah. Yeah, as terrible as they are, I'm going with the Giants. All right. With your <laughs> one out for the year, there's just not a lot to like. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with the Giants as well, man. San Francisco is just horrible. Um, Minnesota versus the Giants. <laughs> uh, San Francisco, the 49ers. You know what the hell I'm talking about. Well, they both suck, but yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So, so do the Giants. Both teams are garbage. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota versus Washington. Uh, the, this one's actually hard for me to pick. Uh, Washington always plays hard. Uh, for the sake of the Lions. Washington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going Minnesota. Buddha. <laughs> uh, I need some catching up to do, so I'll rock with Ty. Over, so I'll give you Washington. Yeah, Mi- Minnesota's trying to uh, host a Super Bowl. That they are. All right, uh, will Cleveland end up getting a W against the Detroit Lions, guys? Who you got? No, give me the Lions. That's <laughs> all three of us got the Lions. If the Lions, I mean, sa- same thing I said last week. If the Lions don't win this one, I quit. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, to to be fair, Lions look good on Monday Night Football. They, Stafford looked good. Uh, offensive line looked pretty good. I'll say yes, they did look good. But, but yes. damn it, they shouldn't have looked good against. Yes, they played a college team. Yes. Yeah. The only thing that scares me is can this team score from the one yard line? Can't. Can a <laughs> so, hold on to the ball? <laughs> no, he can't. Teams, they they struggle. Average teams. All right, we got uh the Jets versus Tampa Bay. Uh. Yeah, give me right. Tampa Bay. And give me the Jets. Give me the Jets. All right. Up right, next, we have Cincy versus Tennessee. Go with the Titans. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Titans. I'll go with the Titans as well. And to finish off the uh, NFL, we have New Orleans versus Buffalo. They're hot. Yeah. Alvin Kamara. Hot commodity. I'll go with Buffalo. I was going to say, part of me wants to pick Buffalo. Um, I'm going to rock with them, man, so... Yeah, I think weather's gonna if if it's it I don't know what the weather's supposed to be, but if it's in the Buffalo, yeah, could play their favor, but I'm still all right. 
Uh, now we're about to go right to the NCAA football. Uh, to start this off, we're going to go Georgia versus Auburn. Give me Georgia. Yeah, I'm going with the Bulldogs, too. Yep. I'll follow suit. All right. Uh, up next, we have Washington versus Stanford. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to go with Washington. Yeah, Huskies. Yeah, special teams will make a difference in that game, so I'll take Washington as well. I hope you jackass is quick picking the same team as you, man. Come on, bro. Hey, I I pick first <laughs> almost every week. <laughs> all right. Uh, Knock it off. Trey. All right. Uh, we got Ohio State versus Michigan State next. Um, give me Ohio State, man. Mich- Michigan State could definitely pull off, uh, pull this off. So it's going to be a good one to see. Yeah, I'm going to go Ohio State. I'm going Ohio State. Well, you're rolling with Darnell. All right. I'm going to go Homer. Give me State. All right. Yeah. Uh, And, yeah, it's at Michigan State, right? So, um, up next we have Oklahoma State versus Iowa State. Uh, give me Oklahoma State. Yeah. Uh, say it's been doing, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go Oklahoma State too. All right. <clears throat> no, uh, Ohio State, I'm going to choose that Ohio State. Oh, is that Ohio State? Okay. It is in the ship. Yeah, okay. Well, we play bad. We play good in both. So. <laughs> <laughs> no Michael Geiger, though. That's true. All right. Um, we were. Place okay. the windmill with a slip and slide. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next, we have the Catholics versus the convicts. Notre Dame versus Miami. Who you guys got? I'll take the good guys. Give me the Catholics. All right. Trey, I'm going with the convicts. Okay. I, I, I liked how they played last week, man. So I'm rolling with them. I, I want to see that turnover chain uh, moving. Uh, I. I think they're getting a little too big for their britches, to be honest. Oh, okay. I do. I, I, I think, granted, they are, it feels like the early 2000s Miami, Florida, you know, the party on the sideline party on the field kind of thing, but. Hey, that's when they were at their best. Yeah. (laughs) True. That's scary, but just a part of me thinks they're. They're getting a little out of themselves. Now, are you pulling uh, that swag chain? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I love that, man. Now, that, now, that's you right there, man. Get those time to get that chain. That, I, that's what I love seeing. We'll uh, get but, you one for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, part of, are you pulling kind of rooting for Miami, uh, Darnell? This is kind of rooting for the Big Ten in a way, or you you think they actually can pull this off? No, I, I mean, I, I respect their defense a lot. True. Yeah. His defense is very good. They they're good at stopping the run, and I think they're going to force Notre Dame to have to throw, which is still a question mark for them. Yeah. If they have to, if if they have to make that offense to drop back and throw a lot, I'm not sure how good they are. If they prove me wrong, they prove me wrong. But uh, if it turns into a game of who can make a bigger play through the air, I trust Miami more. Yeah. 
can I kind of touch on what you what you just asked? Darnell Roquera, Miami for the Big Ten. Yeah, go ahead. Like, yeah, Darnell, do do you do you feel? And I, I don't know if it's just me, but like if your team's out of it, like the four best teams in regardless of the conference. Yeah, I'm I'm not one of those big okay. do it for the conference guys. I I like my team and I don't care otherwise. So in in and I think it'd be safe to say not so much I don't care otherwise because he kind of bit of the doubt moving forward. But I I feel like the Big Ten's at a point right now where we're just beating each other up, especially the East Division, where you're just beating each other up and inevitably you're missing out because you're beating each other. It's like the old SEC argument. Uh, where yeah. our conference is just so good, we're beating each other. And, you know, the Big Ten has the rest of like, like it, it's, it's not like the Big Ten's getting cheated. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think most people, as long as they're being realistic, they're going to have the Big Ten as the number one or two conference. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, I mean, so I'm not factoring that into like I, I do root for Big Ten teams come bowl season, but I'm not like we need to have a Big Ten team represented yeah. in there, especially when we're not that great as a conference at the top yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean I, I would take like if if you throw the top four teams of the Big Ten against the top four in most other conferences outside of, I mean I, I think. I do believe Alabama and Georgia are the best two teams right now, but I'd throw our top four against any other conference's top four right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And and I guess I wanted to touch on that because I don't want it to sound like, you know, we're just, you know, the Big Ten defenders and it's like, oh, well, you, you know, we have to get our conference represented. Like, to be fair, the last two years in the in the playoff, we've been shut out 31 nothing. Like, if anything, you know, the Big Ten's kind of blown their chance of getting a team in when it comes borderline time. That's good for sure. So, and, but then to be like the homer to your team, if, you know, your team's not in it, you, you just want the best playoff possible. Yeah, I want, I want like games. The, like, correct, correct, yeah. So, you know, I, I think I just wanted to clear that up real quick. The fact, like, at this point, we want the four best teams. Don't care who it is. Don't care what happens. Yeah. All right, guys. Now to close it out, we have TCU versus Oklahoma. Uh, I got TCU. Boomer sooner. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, with some other Heisman contenders falling backwards, I think Baker Mayfield takes another step forward here this week. Give me Sooners. And j- j- just real quick before before you move on there, Trey, isn't it kind of interesting how that Heisman's kind of shaping out? Like, oh, it was Saquon Barkley, and now it's kind of like he's had a couple poor weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> like, not a whole lot to be allowed. I mean, he only had, what, like 30 rushing yards against Michigan State and like 70 all-purpose yards? Yeah. Or he, something I mean, like that. They, they shut him down. 
he uh, up until last game he found other ways to make himself useful. Oh. That was the first game where he was just totally. Yeah, I mean, granted, uh, I will still cheer for Saquon Barkley to win it. I think he's had a stellar year, yeah. but I, I think somehow Baker Mayfield's found a way to kind of squeak out of him, especially if if he leads his team to the Big Twelve and to the playoffs. I agree. All right, guys. Uh, any other comments before we close this out? Last week, you're you're in first place for any of these picks, Trey. All right. <laughs> yeah, because because uh, I will be next week. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I, I guess just re- real quick, who would you guys say is your Heisman leader right now? Baker. I mean, three three weeks left in the season, four weeks left until bowls. I, I, I'd go Baker. You go Baker. I would say I would say Baker, but like as far as like my favorite player, right? I, I'm still rolling with uh, Barkley. I, I like Barkley a That's lot, fair. but uh, I think if they if they had to like if they were having it right now, I think they would uh, go with uh, Baker. So. Yep. Uh, I, I would be making a strong case if he, if they would have came back and beat USC, I'd I'd be on the Khalil Tate bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I would say because yeah. he, he was looking ridiculous, like it, to get him as close as he could with Arizona. Yeah, he, uh, yeah impressive. Yeah, he's definitely the under the radar guy. But all right, guys, anything else? Nope. Alrighty. Alright guys, as always, I appreciate y'all for tuning in, uh, to the show. Uh, you can find us podcast on podcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud. Just hit us up in that search engine. Um, also feel free to hit us up on Twitter at DKM underscore cast. And, uh, until then, we'll catch y'all on the next episode. Peace.